welcome to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella, personal stylist and spiritual mentor, and Alison Maiden, psychic medium and metaphysical teacher. Each episode, we share spiritual lessons to cultivate self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. Welcome to The Divine Style. Today, we are talking all about spirit guides. These are the invisible helpers that really make a big difference in our lives and our direction where we're headed. Absolutely. A lot of people ask me, what are spirit guides? And what's the difference between a spirit guide and say an angel guardian? Yes. Because a lot of people use the term guardian angel as, um, you know, oh, my grandpa's my guardian angel, which is a lovely thing to say, but -hmm. technically not correct. (laughs) (laughs) This is your Virgo coming out. (laughs) We're not technically correct with them. Yeah. So um, spirit guides are indeed people that we have had past lives with. Or this life with. So yes, grandpa could definitely be a spirit guide. And um, they're usually making up for karma. So family karma, their karma, or karma that you've had together as that past life could be couple, brother, sister, father, son, etc. So if you've got like a, um, an American Indian as a guide, say, for instance, mm. it's because you've actually had a life with that guide at some point and that he or she still owe you karma from that life. Incredible. And so they're making up for it now. I have so many questions and I'm trying to think where I want to start. Yeah. <laughs> Go for so, it. So, okay, so a spirit guide could be a relative. Could it also be a, another another spirit? Does it always Is it always someone related to you? No, not always. Okay. Um, it can be people that we've had um, a lot of interaction with in our life. It can be people that we um, you know, are best friends with or sometimes even animals can be your spirit guides. <gasps> Oh, well, yes, because they do. We have spirit animals as well, don't we? So when, like I said, I'm like so many questions. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was wanting to connect with their spirit guide, what's the way, what's the best way to start? Or how would you know that a spirit guide is maybe trying to communicate with you? Well, that's a really good question, actually, because a lot of people actually say to me, I've been having these really weird things happen around my house and I don't know whether I've got a ghost or whether it's, you know, a family member that's trying to get a message through to me. So first of all, think about how you feel when the presence is around you. Um, Usually ghosts or earthbound entities will feel quite negative or very cold energy. And you know that feeling with um, the hair standing up on the back of your neck? Um, That's normally not a guide. That's (laughs) normally somebody who um, is trapped and so will make you feel quite uncomfortable. Um, versus a spirit guide who will always feel warm and welcoming and loving. And the tingles all over your body are tingles of confirmation or happiness rather than that cold sort of negative emotional feeling that you get from a ghost. So there's two very distinct feelings that come off of um, entities that might be in your home. Um, And the other thing about guides is they'll often send... um, other animals and bugs and, and insects to do their dirty work ah. <laughs> so they can control birds quite easily and insects so you might find that you're getting a lot of butterflies around um, particularly if that person loved butterflies it might have been their thing I remember doing a reading for a lady um, once and I said she'd lost her daughter and I said um, she's showing me a massive monarch butterfly which is the big orange butterflies um, and she pulled her t-shirt arm up she said and she just had a monarch butterfly tattooed on her arm for her daughter as a, a message and then she was saying that ever since her daughter passed she was seeing monarch butterflies constantly so um, and that was something that was different to what had happened before 
you know. How beautiful. Um, I think we can underestimate what spirit guides are capable of doing um, in that how they can influence the physical world. Um, things like moving objects around in the house to get attention. It's not a poltergeist, always. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> not <but> always. <laughs> um, you can find objects go missing and then return you know, and they'll be in the same place that you left them. And you think, but I just searched that drawer. It was not in there. I'm not going crazy. Um, they can often move photographs of themselves as well. Oh. You know, to, to make sure that people realise it's actually them. Okay. And so does, I guess some people might not know this, but does everybody have a spirit guide or spirit guides? Yes, absolutely. Um, even people that don't believe that they do have them. And the spirit guides that are there are really, as I say, to pay back the karma. Now, it can be family karma sometimes. So not everybody is welcomed, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, as a spirit guide, someone has gone through a lot of healing in the spirit world. When we actually pass over, we go through a life review and everybody does this. No one is, is exempt. Um, and you will then be shown your whole entire existence or your life and and the interactions that you've had with others throughout that lifetime and the way you made people feel. Um, and they show you that in the most loving and caring way, but it then, I think, gives you a different understanding of maybe how you've acted or the, the sort of um, energy that you've put out throughout your life. So if you were a very negative person who hurt a lot of people, as some family members have been, let's face it, Maybe they don't want you as a spirit guide, but mm. they don't have the understanding that you've gone through the healing in the spirit world and now you want to be a good guy and now you want to help, you know. And so quite often I'll have people say, but I don't want that person. And I'll say, well, actually, they're there to, to help to mend the, the rift in the family. And so they're trying their best. They're trying to make up for lost time or, or what they didn't do. I love when you were speaking then because you really were speaking on behalf of the guides. Like, I'm just here to help. I, I, but I get it all the time. And they don't blame me. It wasn't my fault, you know. But uh, And they do take responsibility for their actions while they're here. Uh, but I think, too, people are hurt. You know, when people leave suddenly and perhaps the relationship wasn't great between mm. those two people um, and then they try and contact them after passing and that person that's left behind is just really hurt and let down and guilt comes into it. There's a whole range of emotions that can stop spirit contact. So to be open is the first step. Actually be open to all spirit, not just maybe that you want your mom or you want your dad. You, you know, be open to everybody. Um, because they all have a role to play in your life. And then the next thing would be to be particularly um, conscious of anything that's moving around your home in a different way. When I say moving, I mean energy-wise. You know, you might have um, a certain area of your house that feels different. It could feel colder or it could feel warmer or it could have a different temperature. Um, you might find that um, if there's something that belongs to the person that's passed in that area, they may be quite attached to that item because it used to belong to them in life. So you might find that that area of the house has always got a different feeling in it. Curious. Um, I've got a, a fantastic photo that I use when I'm actually teaching this in, in my Reiki master courses. I teach this one. And the photograph is of a, a small child. She's probably about two years old and she's sitting on, on a rug in front of a fireplace and this back in the day when you used to take photographs with cameras you know and they um, took this photo and when they had it developed they saw that one of the old paintings on the wall had what looked like a white stream of light coming out of it and then that light developed into a person kneeling on the ground in front of the child 
Incredible. Now that's pretty scary to see, but it just proves that spirits can actually get attached to objects and that the painting wasn't their painting, it was actually an antique painting that they'd bought from a second-hand shop. Ah. So the spirit came along with the painting. I guess that's, that does take us to another point that it is really important when someone passes is to let them go because otherwise they can get held here like to objects or, or paintings or things when they're too attached, can't they? Well, sometimes people really need that, um, you know, separation. And definitely if you're holding on to a lot of grief and pain from someone passing, they could want to hang around just to help you and maybe delay, you know, entering into spirit world which can sometimes get them lost in itself. So yeah, it's it's good to allow people to move on and they can come back and talk to you later. Yes. You know, once they've done their healing. Um, they'll come through dreams as well. And something that's really important to know is that if they are your guides and they are of the light, they can never interfere on your path in a negative way. Okay, so they can put suggestions in to your mind or they can hear your thoughts when you're talking to them. Um, the darker entities cannot do that. They can't enter your mind or hear your thoughts. They can only hear what is spoken. Okay. That's so, really reassuring. Mm, that is very reassuring. Yeah. And, it, and I'd liken that to when you're doing a Ouija board, for instance. I mean, not that I would recommend people do that because it can open portals that you do not want open in your house. Mm -hmm. um, but um, people who have done it in the past sometimes will tell me, okay, so we did this Ouija board and it was giving me information um, and it was accurate information, so I know it was my, you know, my father or my mother, etc. And I said, well, had you spoken openly about that in the house? <clears throat> and they said, oh, yeah, we just had the conversation before we not, went on. And they heard us. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't your relative. These are the entities that are hanging around. They can hear it. And so they'll feed the information back and then make you think that they are a guide and they're not. That's, and that's scary. Well, they like playing with people, so they can give you a bum steer for sure. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> no. They play with other things too, don't they? Like pendulums yeah. and, and yes. that sort of stuff as yes. well. We're going to talk about pendulums in a little bit, actually. Yeah. So with spirit guides, so, so we've definitely got some family ones potentially around. Um, and how would we maybe know what family members? I know my nan passed when I was 12 and I would often, I would often talk to her, but she never really felt like a guide. I did dream of her at times. Um, and I think because it was just the closest person that I'd lost that I, you know, I really missed her. Um, and sort of since then, uh, I've had other guides that don't necessarily feel like family. I did have an uncle come through from my father's side mm -hmm. when we did a meditation once together. Yeah. A, a, and you've got some meditations now online as well that mm -hmm. people can meet their spirit guides. Yeah. Um, but I remember my uncle being there and I got a bit of a surprise because it wasn't somebody who I'd really connected with in this lifetime. He lived in England. I'd only met him once. So it was a really strange, yeah, strange connection. But like you said, like even though I really wanted it to be my nan, Yes, well, sometimes other family members can actually step in for um, relatives that normally are your guides because they may be busy on that day, you know, or doing something else. And spirit world's a busy place, you know, it's like, it's like here, it's, it's busy, it, it's a world in itself. And so, um, you know, if, if, if she's not available to talk to you that day, the next really that's hanging around might come in. Um, or he just might have some family karma to pay back as well. And so he's decided to come in and help you for a little bit. Um, spirit guides can come and go depending on the karma between the two of you. So you might have someone that's with you for years and years and all of a sudden they'll evolve and they'll, go, they'll move to a new level or a new person that they have to be with. Uh, and then someone else will take their place. So 
you don't always end up with the same guide for life. Okay. Mm. And not everybody who passes becomes a guide either. No, that's right. And just like in life, when we have interactions with people, it works exactly the same way in spirit. So, you know, some people are there for a lifetime, some are just there for a season, and some are only just there to show you what you don't want. So it's <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. And I guess too, when, and that's not to say that if you are contacting a loved one that they're not going to come through because they no. still come through, just maybe not as a, as a permanent guide. Correct, yeah. So when I'm doing readings for people and they want specific people to come in and, and, and look, every medium that is worth their salt, I suppose, if you want to put it that way, will tell you that they cannot guarantee A, who's going to talk to you and B, whether or not um, it's the person that you really need to talk to on that day that you desperately want to talk to on that day. Because there's a couple of reasons for that. I think um, sometimes the spirit's not ready to speak. But in saying that, like I've had spirits talk to me even before they've been buried. Um, yes. at, at a show one night, I had a lady's husband who had literally died the day before. And um, I was just walking past her table. And, and as I walked past, I got his name very strongly. And then he came through and gave her lots of information about how he wanted to be buried. And it was hilarious. He'd, he'd mapped out the whole funeral and she didn't have any idea because he died very suddenly. And so she was upset but laughing at the same time because she said, this is him. This is exactly, he's such a control freak. Oh, that's incredible. He wanted to come through and, and tell her exactly <laughs> what he wanted. Don't use that music. You know, you know it, was, it was quite funny. But at the, the same time, if we have people that are around us all the time in life and that love us very, very, very much and we have a great rapport with, they will come in and they'll say hi. Yes. But as you say, it may not be their time any longer with us. It may be that they're to be with someone else or, you know, or maybe they'll evolve to a different level and they won't be uh, in that spirit world area um, because there's lots of different levels. So um, that frightens people as well, thinking that they're not going to see their loved one when they pass. Um, there's actually no guarantees. I don't know the answer to that one, but I, I do know that um, we should never think that way, that we're automatically going to just you know, see everybody that we want to see immediately when we pass over because uh, I believe that um, it doesn't actually work that way. So, you know, we, we have got the capacity to call people in. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have someone that you desperately love and you want to talk to them, absolutely do that. And they will usually come to you because you need them. You know, my mother is with my son um, a lot and my daughter and um, she's always sort of hanging around the children. Um, and it's only just been in the last few days that she's come back to me uh, because I needed her for a particular situation that was going on. And uh, and she was like chronically playing the song in my head that she used to sing when she was here. She loved this song and she'd sing it all the time. And so I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning with this song and I'm like, seriously, mum, I know you're here, okay? I've got it. I've got it. I don't need that song anymore. <laughs> That's a beautiful way that they can come through, like dropping songs in our head that you wouldn't even be thinking of or have heard in recent times. That's Well, I mean, the really, the really great thing about those things is um, this song was a very old song, um, uh, I'll Be Seeing You, which is... Uh, it was, I think, 1930s. It's a beautiful song. And she had a, a magnificent voice, my mum. She was a great singer. And she used to sing this song all the time. And, uh, and my son, who's, uh, you know, James, you know James, he's quite in, interesting in himself. He's a psychic medium as well. But he actually um, was playing this song one day. And I'd never mentioned it to him that that was her song. Oh. And he'd, 
he'd heard it and he downloaded it because he liked it and he, he felt the need to do that. And I listened to him, I'm like, oh my God, that's mum's song playing from his bedroom. <laughs> he's only a teenager at this time, you know. So they do download things like songs and sometimes even um, TV shows or anything that might have like get the message across to you, you know. The lyrics of the songs very important. Or if you're seeing flashes of a t certain television show that they want you to watch, there's a message in that. There's something behind it. So you should always listen. And so oh, I guess that brings me to my next question is what are some things spirit guides can help you with in your in your life? Everything. So, oh, like just everything. Blanket. Everything. Everything. Yeah. So unlike angels who can't actually interfere on your path at all um, unless you ask them to. So you can actually say Archangel Michael protect me and he'll protect you. But if you don't say that, he can't. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, spirit guides, because they have karma with you, if Say, for instance, the guide um, is owed a, a debt um, of a life. Maybe the American Indian guide had saved your life in a past life, okay? Um, and uh, you, you then saved his life. And so there's this ongoing debt that's going on between the oh. two of you. Um, he may want to step in and save your life this time, and then that debt would be paid, and he can go off and do other things. Right. So it's it's a karmic situation always with spirit guides. It's what's owed and what's given. Okay. And something that I heard too that um, some spirit guides might come in to help you with certain lessons. So if you're building up your psychic ability or things like that, yes. they can come in and help you in that way as well. Is yeah, that, is that abs right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, who was um, a psychic in England, and she used to read tea leaves and tarot cards, you know, in the little county in England that she had. Um, she was one of my first guides when I was a teenager and I could always feel her presence over my shoulder whenever I was reading the cards. So ah. it was her job to introduce me to that and to get me to a level of understanding on that. Um, and then uh, she went on and someone else came in and, um, you know, so it's, it's been ongoing and I've had so many changes of the guard literally over time. Um, but they did tell me that I had over 300 spirit guides at one point. Oh, wow. But because I work with spirit, and so my people have to talk to your people. Yes. You know, <laughs> and arrange the meetings and whatnot. That, that's, how I, that's how I talk about it. Because I noticed when I started doing more mediumship readings that I had definite, you know, new guides that came in that maybe I didn't even recognize the name from a family member. But it could be way, way back or a past life, like you said. I mean, recently... I had a new guide step in and I always feel them on my skin. So I got like tingles on, on my face Yeah. and I asked for their name and it took a little bit and they said, Zeb? And I'm like, Z-E-B or S-E-B? And I said, well, you're going to have to show me a sign because I don't know, like, I don't know what your name is. And uh, just yesterday I was, um, got out of a, the car to go into the shop and a, a car drove past with a number plate with Zeb. I'm like, ah, oh, there you are. Yeah, so, I love those. Synchronicity <laughs> is yeah, awesome. because you can ask for their name and they'll give it oh, to you. Oh, sure. And then yeah. they'll give you signs after. I remember another one I had, I think the um, Aurora. And I thought, well, how are you going to give me a sign for that? Mm. And I was watching a TV show. And on the desk, you know, on the name tag, yeah. it had Aurora. And I nearly, I jumped out of my chair. I was thinking, and it, I just got the name five minutes prior. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. They'll always find ways of confirmation. Um, but another really great way, um, if you're not really great at meditating and, and you can't sort of get names and things like that yet, because don't forget, you can work your way up to it. It did take me a while know. to get to that point. <laughs> you just have to quieten the monkey chatter in your mind and do it. Um, pendulums are a good tool. 
Um, oh. So pendulums, and I'm just going to use my necklace today because it's just easier. That was like magic. You, you know, pulled that I, from nowhere. I prepared it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the pendulum, when you hold on to it, it should... I mean, the thing is that I'm just this massive conduit of energy, so it starts moving straight away with me. So you um, just have to ask for it to be blessed and just say, Archangel Michael, please protect this pendulum and only talk to my highest level guides through this pendulum. So that's enough to protect it, okay? And then we're going to ask the pendulum to show me yes, which it is, has been doing for the last few seconds. So it's swinging backwards and forwards. That's a yes for me. I know that because I'm used to talking to pendulums. But you guys could ask, please show me yes. And it may be a different thing for you. It could be like go in a circle or it could go the other way. And please show me no. And as you see, it's changed direction without my hand moving. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because I think, yeah, mine goes backwards and forwards for a no and round and round for a yes. Yeah. So it can be individual. So it's different for each person. And um, so your yeses and nos are... They're limited. Mm. You can only ask certain questions with that one. But it can be important questions like, you know, do I need to go to the doctor for a checkup? Or perhaps do I, um, you know, do I need to um, You're change? You're still saying no. No, I know, <laughs> right? Do I need to change my job? No, no they want me to keep going on this for a while yet. <laughs> um, you know, is, uh, is the divine style going to increase in popularity? Oh, look at that. We've got a yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it's a really good tool. Um, you have to keep your hand very, very still and you, you can influence the outcome if you are particularly, um, let's just say, emotional about something. Okay, so, so if I was to say, is my nan my guide, it might say yes, even if she wasn't. Well, if, that, if you really wanted nan to be your guide, do you know? Yeah. And she is, by the way, because I've just got a yes like straight away nice. I don't need the pendulum <laughs> um, but you know you have um, a way or a tool to get through with these that I think is, is a valuable tool when you're first beginning and then after a while you might actually hear the word in your mind you may hear yes or no before the pendulum moves and then you know you're in direct contact with your guides. Then you, you can start asking those questions and you'll get your yes, no answers. Right. And so I guess and for some people that maybe don't hear spirit but see spirit, they might get a red light or a green light. They could get that or you could actually feel it in your solar plexus. As I used to feel it like, you know, when you go up in a lift really fast and you get that kind of jolt, that was my yes and my no was just a deadpan nothing. Ah, so yes was a bit like exciting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you just have to sort of gauge your own body as your own pendulum I suppose but you've got to experiment and you've got to try different things and experience is the only way to do it you, you have to just try it just yeah. keep trying yeah but it never ever continue if you feel negative or if you're hearing anything negative or if they start swearing or telling you to do bad things mm. that is not a spirit guide that's something nasty and you want to get out of there and clear the energy in the in the room and call in Archangel Michael for protection. I definitely think that's a very, very good point because whenever I've felt guides and honestly, if a few years ago someone had said to me, you're going to be talking about spirit guides, I would have been like, they're a little bit crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm totally honest about this stuff because yeah. when people would say, oh, my spirit guide told me, I'm just like, oh, uh, but now I totally like, because I know from my own personal experience, the feeling is always loving and it just just always yes. feels really peaceful and gentle and um, often I get that like I'll feel them around me when 
I'm upset or something's going on and it's beautiful that you said that about my nan because I think I so desperately wanted her to be around when I was younger and it wasn't until more recently um, that I felt her presence more and I said to her um, probably a few a, a few months ago I was like can you just tickle my back to sleep because I just couldn't go to sleep and I literally felt my nan's oh, hands. Oh that's beautiful and yes they will do anything like that. Um, the other thing just quickly we, we should mention is smells. Um, quite often you can smell your guides around you, particularly if it was a perfume that Nan used to wear. Or, you know, my dad, who was a really heavy smoker, um, occasionally I'll smell like a lot of cigarette smoke in the room. I'll think, Dad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when there's no other way that the smell could be there. So there's no one in the house smoking or there's, there's just, you know, all the windows are closed. There's no way it can be anything else. That's when you know um, that your guides are around as well. And we jokingly call it Clesmeliance, but it's actually Cleoliance, the proper name for it. It's quite a common one that most people at some point in their life will smell um, the familiar smell of the person that they loved from the spirit world. That's beautiful. Mm. That is beautiful. I think we've given so many tips today on how you can get started. As always, yeah. we talk about meditation, but like you said, pendulums are a great way to connect in as well and tuning into that yes and no. Yeah, and don't forget that you will evolve over time as well. So you might start off with something simple like this, but if you keep practicing and you keep connecting to your guides, sooner or later the messages will just start dropping into your mind or you'll get that feeling or that knowing um, about the direction they want you to take or helping you out you know with the direction that you should be taking i shouldn't say that they want you to take because it's your choice but at the same time they're seeing the bigger picture for you and uh, particularly if you've been asking for something for a long time and they say well if you go right you're going to get your dream this is what you want right and then you turn left and they go oh God, here we go again. Now we've got to line this up. You can just imagine it, can't you? Yeah, just that, then, like face palming. Yeah. The amount of times I've had to face palm in my life, I think, like, oh, she's done it again. They're very patient. They are. Everybody. They are very patient, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, definitely uh, connect in with your spirit guides and, and talk to them. Even if you can't see them or sense them or feel them, they will show up sooner or later. Exactly. Thanks for listening to The Divine Style with Jalinda Stella and Alison Maiden. You can ask questions or find out more at jalinda.com.au or alisonmaiden.com.